A Penny Lost by Aspen Bassett Chapter 1 My knees complained from sitting in a cross-legged pose for too long. My hands rested on my thighs, palms up, thumbs and fingers together. I had my eyes closed as I focused on my breathing. In, out. Don't get mad, just breathe, I told myself. Don't think about the fact that your family has forgotten you and you'll probably die of thirst on the steps of your high school. Just breathe. I had been doing that for an hour and a half. It had gotten old like two seconds into the meditation, but hey, when your ride forgets to pick you up and your only option is to stay put and hope they remember, opportunities for entertainment aren't high. I got so bored I even started thumbing through my homework. Now, half-hearted attempts at math problems and history definitions crowded around me, just waiting for me to calm down enough to focus. But, angry as I was, I had two options. One, fume and stomp around and prep the yelling of a lifetime for when they rolled into the parking lot. Or, two, meditate before I gave myself a stomach ache. Technically, there was a third option. I could close my eyes and read all the energies around me within a two-block radius, like the old swing set to my left and down a block, which clung to a child's long-aged joy. It radiated gold. I mentally gave it a little tap and a weightlessness washed through me, that moment when the swing had gone as high as it dared, but before gravity rushed it back to earth. Or the jilted bracelet thrown into the ditch after a lover spat. A green, jealous energy shone brightly through the mud, despite the owner's rejection. One house was like an espresso shot straight into the veins, yet had an undertone of exhaustion as the owner stumbled through life under the weight of two jobs in night school. I opened my eyes when a car honked its way into view. A green Volkswagen bug climbed the parking lot curb and slammed to a stop three feet from me. I had to admit I was relieved to see the driver. I stretched my legs out to get the feeling back to my toes and got to my feet as I stuffed all my homework into my backpack. I also had my dad's tablet. I had snuck it into school while he was out of town on business. I stuffed it between two textbooks so it wouldn't get scratched. The driver of the ratted old Volkswagen stepped out of the driver's seat and looked at me over the short car roof. Her name was Dinah. We shared a birthday, a face, and two parents, who couldn't tell us apart. Dinah had long, thick hair up in a textbook-perfect, messy bun. A few delicate tendrils framed her angelic face. One curl in particular swirled across her right eye. It was a consistency with her, no matter the ever-changing hairstyle. She told herself it was a flirtatious curl, but... I could always hear the id-stifled whisper over the ego's scream. She knew she wasn't perfect. The curl was the shield she hid behind, in case anyone ever found out the truth of her imperfection. A part of me wants to give the whole, even though we look alike, we couldn't be more different rant, but the truth was there's only one big difference between us. She cared, and I couldn't afford to. Because caring about people who couldn't be bothered to remember me had always been exhausting. A recipe for disappointment. If it wasn't for Dinah, sometimes I'd feel like I didn't even exist. Meanwhile, everyone had expected so many great things out of Dinah that she ran around with her energies going in all different directions. 
A panicked yellow chased a lingering problem in the back of her mind, while a bumptious green sneered at anyone who might compete. I could never decide which one of us had gotten the worst end of the stick. Dinah's heart blazed red in anger as she flopped her arms in a hopeless shrug and shook her head. I just got the text from Mom. Listen to this. She pulled her phone out and read it with an exaggerated bratty tone. Were you supposed to pick a penny up after your practice? Because I'm in a meeting until five and can't make it. Dinah tossed the phone back into the car and rolled her eyes. Seriously? She's going to be paying for this in so many ways. There was a rush of red in my own soul, which was very adamant that I join in in this anger pity fest. After all, Mom had promised to pick me up. She'd insisted when I said I could just take the bus, not to worry. Then she dug her heels in when I suggested she might forget. But I couldn't afford to get mad about this again, and again, and most likely again. Dinah could, because it wasn't her problem. It was sympathy anger. Maybe a little frustration that her drive home had a detour. But she didn't have to worry that another fight would make her and Mom grow further apart. She didn't have to watch every single thing she said in case she mentioned something she could only knew because of her unnatural ability to read one's soul. She couldn't see everything as clearly as I could. And she was an optimist. In other words, someone who refused to see the world for what it is. She bet me ten bucks that Mom would remember, because she honestly believed it this time. I shouldered my backpack and stepped to the poor excuse of a car. It's no big deal, I said, but then I tossed a smirk her way. Except now you owe me ten bucks. I plopped myself proudly into the passenger seat. Technically, Dinah and I shared the car, but she was a social person and I... Let's just say I learned to love my alone time. Despite the rusty look of the car, it always smelled of sweet peas. I didn't know what my sister did to make it always smell so nice. There were no air fresheners in sight. Did she just spritz some perfume in here every once in a while? I owe you ten bucks, Dinah asked as the car started. No, I don't think so, my little naive cabbage. That deal was never finalized. Because you're wimping out. I'm not wimping out, I just... She paused to think. Then she spoke, in slow intervals, as if each word came without full promise of another. I don't like gambling. It's not appropriate behavior, and I don't want to condone it in my younger sister. I'm not your younger sister, I pointed out. Just because the midwife got us mixed up doesn't automatically mean you were born first. But it doesn't not mean that. What? Exactly. Dinah wiggled deeper into her seat in satisfaction. I won. Ugh, I hate it when you do that, I said. You know what I hate? What? I set my elbow on my knee, cupped my chin in my hand, and blinked at her like some five-year-old at story time. When you bottle up your emotions and don't deal with them, it's not healthy. Ugh! I dropped my sarcastic kid act and glared at her. You went serious. That's a cruel joke. I slunched back in my seat but gave her aura a quick look over. Dinah said bottling emotions led to health issues. Well, she would know. Dinah's thick fear of disapproval acted like quicksand around her kidneys, strangling the blood flow and already starting to give her some trouble. Penny, she started again, but I interrupted her. I'm fine, seriously. I'm freaking awesome, actually, and, well, speaking of awesome, I bent down largely without my seatbelt's approval and scrambled toward my backpack.
I found this awesome YouTube video. It's hilarious. Just wait until... I forgot the rest of the sentence. Where was Dad's tablet? I put it between the two textbooks so nothing would scratch the surface. I distinctly remembered putting it there. My fingers traced the frayed book covers, the metal notebook spiral, and even the plastic pencil holder. No smooth screen, though. I pulled the backpack up to my lap for a better angle. Just wait until what? Dinah asked. I can't find it. I could barely get the words out before a rush of fear clogged my throat. If anything happens to that thing, Dad'll disown you, Dinah teased. Check under the textbooks. I forced a calm smile to trick the flush of my energies to cool down before I could check again. What was that? A smooth corner, yes. My fake smile plopped like a balloon under too much pressure. It was just my phone. I swear I put it in my bag. Dinah slammed on the brakes. Are you joking? She took one look at my face. Oh, jeez, you're not joking. She quickly checked the roads and did a U-turn. The Volkswagen seemed as anxious as me as the engine growled along the way. That thing better still be at school, Dinah warned. If someone stole it... I took it out to do some homework, but I indistinctly remember putting it all back in my bag, I insisted. It must have just fallen out. It'll be there. Lying worked like an emotion. A unique mixture of guilt and regret and fear all tossed together like homemade stew. Everyone had their own recipe, but everyone knew the stew by smell. And my lie stew was boiling. Even then, I think a part of me knew it wasn't in my bag. And it wasn't at the school, but... Then where else could it be? I jumped out of the car before it came to a full stop and stumbled back to where I'd waited the last hour and a half. My heart pounded, but it was the energy around my heart that rolled like an avalanche stuck on a loop. The black tablet would have been easy to spot against the gray cement. I gripped my necklace with nervous energy, my thumb rubbing the old penny charm like a worry stone. Dad was coming home tomorrow. I'm dead, I whispered. Forever. It'll stay on my gravestone. I swear I put it in my bag. When did you last see it? When I put it in my bag. Don't get snarky with me, Dinah snapped. I didn't lose Dad's brand new top-of-the-line tablet. I'm grounded forever. My freedom's gone. I gaped at the tabletless view. Nah, you're not grounded. Dinah said with a knowing shake of her head. Her curl trailed back and forth in emphasis. This will be the lamp all over again. They're going to make you work it off. I cringed. She was right. My future was now riddled with mowing lawns and fixing fences to pay the debt. That dang lamp, I said. I still can't believe they didn't listen when I said you were the one who broke it. Her charcoal-lined eyes widened at me. You pushed me into it. We were playing pirates, and you decided to mutiny. What was I supposed to do, hug you? If you hugged me, you would have been able to keep your allowance. Yeah, and I would have gotten stabbed by your sword. Okay, it was foam. Let's not get dramatic here. Dinah put her hand up like a diva and made an exaggerated, disgusted face. My stress faded into humor. My stomach stopped burning, and the stress in my shoulders eased. Yes, I would have to work it off. Help the neighbors for a lousy price for a bit. Then it would be over. No one would remember it for long. I couldn't quite decide if I should be relieved or bothered with that knowledge. Mom and Dad couldn't even remember the bad things I'd done. Sometimes it felt like their brains had a leak whenever I was concerned. I mulled over the pros and cons as I walked back to the car. 
A cold breeze zipped up my spine, making me shiver. Dines, did you feel that? My youth flickering by while I wait for you to get in the car? Yeah, I feel it. No, the chill. It's 85 degrees outside. There's no chill. I frowned. Rubbing the tense hairs on the back of my neck, I turned around. The trees weren't bending under any wind. Physically, the world was perfectly still. But the colors drained from the emotions around me. I couldn't even blink as, in a flash, all of those energies were doused with gas and set on fire, only to choke out and fall to dust. Dust that collected like sand in an hourglass, pooling on top of itself, higher and higher, until it towered over me. In all my years of seeing what no one else ever saw, never before had I seen anything like this. No energy I knew moved like this whisper of darkness as it reached through the air like smoke through light, the sharp lines inching closer and closer. Never before had energy been malicious, so I didn't duck as that smoky arm touched my cheek. Pain exploded in my head, the kind that sears down your neck and burns your eyes. My vision went black in an instant, everything gone just like that. Not just the physical world, but the emotional too. All colors destroyed. Thank you for listening to Chapter 1 of A Penny Lost, written by Aspen Bassett. Follow this podcast for more updates as more chapters are released, or if you need to know what happens sooner, A Penny Lost is available on Amazon for $3.99. Happy Holidays!